it turns out he was a biker mm-hmm. biking um like biking in the woods and unfortunately he suffered a hit and run okay. and he was outside in the woods for like i think it was three days so when we received him his wounds as, as i'm cleaning him up and doing my assessment i'm noticing maggots <gasps> in his wounds oh my god uh-huh. All I has got Yankee signs, Nike checks on all the kicks. She don't never take no lines. Have the one, two, four, five, six. Says she live in Marble Hill, but she chill at Pelham Bay. No hellos or how you feel. All her friends say get okay. Bronx made, 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 Bronx made. Okay, welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart, a space where we explore harsh truths about growing up in our 20s and show love to our past while looking towards our future. My name is Bronx Girl at Heart, aka Alanis. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode seven. I just want to give you guys a heads up about today's guest. Today's guest is someone that I've known since college. She's a really interesting person. She's a nurse. She's like a great friend, a great student. Just she's just cool vibes. And we're going to speak with her about traveling in our 20s. And we'll also learn about her nursing experience and get a little bit of information about just like her relationship experiences as well, since her and I tend to talk about this off of the podcast. And we usually get into some interesting conversations. Before that, I do want to remind you guys to follow us on at Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast today, please leave a comment in the rating review section of Apple Podcasts and leave a reply in the Q&A section of Spotify. Well, yeah, without further ado, we're going to get into our sound off section. So we'll do a similar thing like what we did last time where LR shows me a randomized list of sound off topics. Um, Last time I said I was going to do one, but I ended up doing three. So we'll stick to like two to three, um, just like random topics that may spark some thoughts in my head. And I'm just going to go off. Okay, Um, let's see. Oh, my gosh, it's moving. Okay. The New Mermaid movie. How do you feel about Ariel? So, um, Halle Bailey, I think, yeah, Halle Bailey, she plays Ariel in the New Mermaid movie that's coming out. I believe it's coming out in May. I saw the trailer. I'm super excited. I haven't been to the movies in so long. I'm trying to remember the last time I went to the movies. I think I went, oh, I went in the, oh, I went during Christmas. So, I guess that wasn't, oh, that was kind of long ago. I went and I saw, what did I see? I think I saw Black Panther, the second movie. So definitely I will go again to see Halle Bailey playing The Little Mermaid. I think like, you know, haters gonna hate, but she sings so good and her hair looks so good red and she's relevant. It like makes a lot of sense. It's kind of a smart move for Disney, so I'm excited. The Tours. Okay, Renaissance and Drake. Renaissance and Drake and 21 Savage. 
are y'all going? Why are the tickets so high? I'm not going. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm not going. I, d- I paid for Bad Bunny's tickets, and I think I paid like four four ninety something. Like I played, om- I paid almost five hundred for a Yankee Stadium, and I had decent seats, and I had a good old time. That concert was like the best time of my life, and people were saying that I paid too much for tickets. You guys are paying rent prices for Beyonce. You guys are paying $1,400, $1,516 prices. Yeah, no thank you. I'm choosing vacations. And that's why we're talking about traveling today. Um, but not saying that it's not warranted. That's not warranted. Like, I am absolutely sure Beyonce will put on a great show. Um, it's just not in the budget for me this year. And SZA, I hear a lot of people enjoyed the show. Drake, I don't know. I haven't heard of too many people going to Drake concerts, so I don't know what type of like performance he puts on. But like, I'm sure there's big budget there, so I'm sure it's great. Um, but yeah, I'm just—it's just not in the plans for me this year. But good luck to all of y'all trying to get those tickets on Ticketmaster. Last question: Bad Bunny dating Kendall Jenner. I am upset. I'm upset. Sorry, I, I messed up the audio, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry to scream in your ears, guys, but I am upset. I am hurt. And I don't know why, because, OK, I'm not a Kardashian hater. I'm not a Jenner hater. Like, I honestly, like, for real, for real, I kind of, like, grew up with them. Like, I used to watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians all the time. Like, I don't think I've missed an episode, to be honest. And then even when they went on Hulu, like, I watched The Kardashians, like, I do not mind them. It's almost like I just like my Bad Bunny and my Kardashian separate. But, you know, those Kardashian girls, man, those Jenners, they did it again. They got Bad Bunny. I guess. I guess. Whatever. But, yeah, that's all for the sound off, guys. And if you have any opinions on any of the topics that we spoke about, please DM me at Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast, and we will shout you out at the next episode. Or you can also, like I said in the beginning of the episode, leave a rating and review on Apple and leave a response to our Q&A on Spotify. We would love to hear what you think. Now we're going to get to introducing our guests. Our guest today is, well, I'm going to let you speak for yourself. Hi. (laughs) Hi. How are you? I'm good. So yeah, we usually have our guests just share their name, like where they're from and their socials, like their their IG account or their Twitter or whatever. Okay. My name is Chanel. I'm from New York. I'm from Long Island, so I know people go, that's not New York, but <laughs> we're, we're not the boroughs, but we're the suburbs. And my IG name is at and Chanel, S-H-A-N-E-L, Sparkles. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to get more into like that Long Island situation because, <laughs> yeah, but you you were born in the Bronx, right? Yeah. Okay, so Bronx girl at heart, we still got that connection, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, but you, you always go hard for Long Island. You love Long Island, right? I do. It's just peaceful, you know, like the people, the atmosphere, it's just, it's clean. Like it's just peace, you know? You know, I started to respect that, uh, recently. Like now that I'm looking for like places for me to move out to Mm -hmm. in Jersey, um, I'm just like, I think I can, I think I can stay here. Uh, I don't think I'm moving this year. Update, guys. I think I'm delaying my 
moving journey. And that is because of all the vacations that I have planned this year, which we will talk about. But yeah, I think Jersey might be the way to go. Or even when I was looking for places in the city, I realized I was looking for more of that like suburban vibe. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like even though I do love New York City, I, I really, really do. I realized a lot of the time there I was like angry or upset. <laughs> so maybe I need like like you know when they be like clench unclench your jaw, relax mm-hmm. your shoulders. Like my whole existence in New York City has been like clenched jaw you and have to be tight on shoulders. Edge, you know? Like yeah, just like on edge all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in like my like I don't know my like peaceful era right relaxing era because so many things in life are stressful like work and things like that and then you just want to be at peace at home yes in your environment you know you just want to you just want to have a breath of fresh air but yeah i still love the city i don't know and i i feel like maybe when i have enough money maybe i could be like bi-coastal or something like that Mm -hmm. like live in New York City, and then as soon as it gets too cold, like, go, go to somewhere. Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe not Miami. Maybe Miami's too crazy. Maybe, like, somewhere else in Florida, wherever people retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the borough, but, like, I love it to party and everything and the atmosphere, like, of meeting people and going on adventures in the city. But at the end of the day, I'm driving back home. Yeah. You know? But I mean, there are the calmer areas. So like, I was definitely looking at like Riverdale, which is very expensive. And Mm -hmm. then there's areas in Queens that are like, like you find your little like suburban areas. But I just feel like in the city, you always have to pay like twice as much. It's true. More than like the other places. But yeah, we'll see. You know, we're working to get there. Yeah, I'll move out eventually. (laughs) Okay. So... I just did a sound off and I answered like a few questions. Do you have any responses to the things that I said? So we talked about like Kendall Jenner dating Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. And then also what were the we talked about Halle Bailey as mm-hmm. the new Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on any of those topics? Yeah, with Halle playing the Little Mermaid. So my brother and I, we had this discussion at home. He's like, why did they change the Little Mermaid? And I, I looked at him and I'm like, you have a black daughter. One day she <laughs> is going to watch this show and see represent, representation, you know? So it's important that we have, like, people that we could look to. Like, growing up, The Little Mermaid, you know, she was white and it was a great show and we loved it. But what about the other shows that show diversity, you know? Mm-hmm. Different, different things. And I know my niece is going to watch it. Like, The Little Mermaid for us was a black girl because... A lot of shows don't have that representation. Well said. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's such a weird thing. Like, so many people have said this about, like, The Mermaid, Mm -hmm. especially when it's fictional characters. Like, they don't have a race. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why, like, you care what color a mermaid is or something like that. That's weird. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So I agree with that. Next, we're going to go on to Casa Confessions. So I feel like you've been a little bit nervous. We're going <laughs> to let you, like, open up a little bit with, okay. you know, hopefully a few questions. Maybe you'll drink a little. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't. You know, if at any point you feel uncomfortable with continuing to drink, mm-hmm. LR and I will definitely take on that responsibility for you. Okay. It's the least we can do for, I guess. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
The first question that I have is, do you believe that your boyfriend shouldn't stop you from finding your husband? I think I have mixed reviews on this question. So your boyfriend shouldn't stop you from looking for your husband. But at the same time, you can't be out here doing your man dirty. (laughs) You can't be out here cheating on him, you know? I feel like if you're with someone and you start to take interest in someone else, like, it's okay to not want to be with your boyfriend anymore and and date instead. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like we, our generation got lost into this whole talking phase and Mm -hmm. people be talking for years and all this, you know? So I think it's okay to date. You don't have to run into a, a relationship. I think that's the purpose of dating, meeting people and seeing what you like in a guy or a woman, what you dislike, what you can tolerate, what you can't. So if you're with someone and you happen to meet someone, like, I I don't think that's right. But it's okay to say, like, you want to focus on you and start dating and who knows where it could go. Yeah. So your advice would be, like, if you're no longer feeling the situation, like, be honest and just step away and then maybe try dating Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of just, I guess, doing it behind your partner's back. Right. I, I agree. I agree. You know, just wanted to ask because, you know, these are these are what the kids are talking about <laughs> nowadays. But, you know, this is what you guys are doing out there. I'm not judging you guys, but I'm just I'm just, you know, asking the questions. OK, that leads me to another thing that I was wondering. So what's the rule for dancing in Caribbean parties when you have a man at home? Hmm. <laughs> so like, you know, Jamaican parties, right. you know, how like pasta, pasta. When you go there, first of all, I don't even think they care. They don't even ask if anyone's single or taken. Like, if they see an ass, like, they just grab it. (laughs) So, like, what's the rule? So, I'm Jamaican. Mm -hmm. And the rule is, typically for many Caribbeans, is if you're in a party, it's a free for all. You can dance with someone. You could be dancing on somebody's man. And, oops. (laughs) (laughs) And then you just... You know, like it's it's nothing to it. It's not that deep for us. But mm-hmm. I know for certain people, it's like absolutely not. You know, mm-hmm. you can't. That's their that's their person. You can't touch them. You can't look at them. But mm-hmm. if my man was at a party, I would expect him to dance with another woman. Like it wouldn't phase me. I wouldn't be jealous or bothered by it. You know, I feel like if I'm at the same party and he's next to me and then he starts whining upon a gal, that's different. <laughs> but- oh, so it it depends on if he's at the party with you or if he's not there so if he's next to me like if we're in the party and we're at two different sides of the party like do do you mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do me okay you know but if i'm next to you and this girl want to dance on you and she just start grinding on you and i'm next to you i'm gonna be like <laughs> like where's the camera <laughs> like because i'm about to be like I'm just trying to understand. So it's more so of a thing like if I can't see it, it won't hurt me or like that it won't hurt me because if I do see it, like it's okay. But I just feel like to other people, like if you're with family and friends and they see your significant (laughs) other like dancing with someone else and you're there, they're going to look like what's going on, you know? Okay, so it's more just like the outward appearance of it. But do you feel jealous? Any type of jealousy? I feel jealous. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of like iffy on how I feel about this. I think it depends on the person too. Mm -hmm. Like if your man's not the type that dances with people, 
Mm-hmm. And he just that night decides to dance with everybody. That would be he just weird. He started wilding and chicken <laughs> girls in the party. But you know he's not that type of person. That would be weird. Mm-hmm. Unless, uh, you know, as opposed to like someone who's like always dancing. Like you met him wild. Like then I'm sure that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not to get too controversial, but what New York City borough has the worst men and why? Mm, the borough that has the worst men and why? <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Bronx. What? <laughs> and this I'm is, going this to is say... Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast. Like, what is going on? But let me explain. <laughs> I think it's the Bronx because for some reason... The people I have came across in the Bronx that were men, it's like savage cheating, like <laughs> savage cheating, like n- no like, worries. As nobody, opposed to, as nobody's opposed getting to... checked, you know, like they don't know their primary care doctor just <laughs> out here. No. So. so in Queens, they cheat like respectfully or in Long Island, they Not, cheat respectfully. I think. Not respectfully, but in Queens, I feel like they're around multiple people, so they move a little more tactical, you know, because they know they're, like, Queens, like, if you go to a Brooklyn party, you know you're going to see Queens and Brooklyn people there, Mm -hmm. and, like, Manhattan people, you know, you don't really going to see too many Bronx heads. You'll see Bronx people, but, like, not really. They're not really leaving Bronx to come to Queens. That makes so, sense. You get me? Yeah. So, but Bronx Day. <laughs> so you feel, oh, you think it's like because the other boroughs like might intermingle a little so bit So they more. don't like do cheating savagely in that way because they might bump into someone that knows someone that knows someone. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? This but is Bronx like- is deeper. So it's like this person know this person know this person. Like, you know. This is an interesting theory. That's my theory. And I never I never dated a guy in the Bronx. All of my dating experience has been mainly in Brooklyn mm-hmm. or like upstate New York, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. But um, upstate where I went to college, by the way. But the Bronx, I'm trying to think like if, if I see anything of what you're saying. Um, I mean, I just remember the guys in the Bronx, like, when I was growing up, going to school, like, Mm -hmm. I remember them being, I never dated them, Mm -hmm. but they were just assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but it's just, like, kids in the Bronx growing up are, like, the worst. Like, but that's just how, I mean, shit, you know, it's grimy Mm -hmm. in the Bronx. It just is what it is. Right. But, yeah, like, the boys, I remember the boys, like, being assholes. Like, they will always make fun of the girls. Like, they were just, like, the worst people. (laughs) So I could only imagine in dating, it was like crazy. And then, oh yeah, and like the exposing and you know all that. But that's like a that's like a New York City thing. That's a New York thing, yeah. Yeah, like now people got OnlyFans, right? (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, so now people could profit on it, profit off of it. But I feel like back then, I don't know if this still happening. I gotta ask my cousins. I feel like I don't hear about this anymore. Mm -hmm. But it was like, as a girl, like you could not. 
lose your virginity. You cannot do anything because everyone will know about it. Right. And there might be a video out about you on Facebook or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if the younger people are experiencing that like that anymore. I feel like I don't hear them talk about it. Same. Maybe, maybe I should ask my cousin, like, what's going on? what's going on nowadays damn i feel so <laughs> detached that's crazy like what are like are there middle school thotties like what's happening what's the tea yeah i should ask let's continue without me saying without me saying like share x share three x that you have with girls trips since we are talking about vacations Ooh, like uh, what are like three things that is like uh, i wish i didn't come here <laughs> like when you're on a trip <laughs> Okay, the first ick I would say when it comes to girls trips, um, like the like how financially it can get messy. Mm. So I think like when you're going on trips with certain people and like money, like money's a big factor, you know. But like I think accommodating everyone, like you know what, like let's do a small restaurant opposed to a lavish luxury restaurant, you know. Or, like, one day you do the lavish dinner, but then you have a dinner at home, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think the ick, like, financially, like, not being on the same ground when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Have you ever traveled with somebody that, like, every day they wanted to do a steakhouse and, like, go very expensive with every single thing? No. Like, for the, for the girls' trips I've been on, they've been pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I've seen how it can get messy with like you know like let's just stay at home and cook at home and then we could go out to dinner mm-hmm. it's like no i want to go you know i seen that mm. so just being mindful of yeah. finances with everyone you know transparency yeah i think i've had good luck where like everyone's kind of on the same page where mm-hmm. everyone wants like good experiences and you know we'll spend money but not too crazy mm-hmm. um but what i hate worse than like people that are too bougie i hate a broke vacation like yeah. i do not want to go on a broke vacation yeah. i have no desire i should have stayed we could have stayed our broke asses at home then <laughs> like why did we come this far to be broke like that would really really annoy me mm-hmm. the second ick i would say timing as in like we as women take long to get ready yes like we take a while, but don't tell me be ready by four and I'm showered, makeup done, sitting pretty, and I'm ready at four and we don't leave the house till seven <laughs> or six. So I think timing, like making sure like if you know you take longer to get ready, because I'm one of those people like I, it's a journey to get ready, you know, shower, makeup, you know, outfit. But that's why I'm one of the first people in the shower, you know? So just um, being mindful of everyone's time, especially, like, if you have an excursion or a place to be at at a certain time, just making sure everyone's ready and not delaying the timing. Mm-hmm. So that would be a complaint. Damn, are you talking about me? I felt no! like when you said that, you were just, direct, like, subtweeting what? me the whole time. <laughs> not subtweeting you. <laughs> you were guilty <laughs> conscious. Because <laughs> we did travel to... Atlanta together you know that's not the country but we had a little Atlanta trip mm-hmm. and I did last mad long I no I did too I wasn't talking about you okay <laughs> no I know some people are worse than me like you know I'm not too invested in like the bad bitch community mm-hmm. but anytime anytime I'm out with those bitches you know the bitches 
anytime I'm out with those bitches, they last a long fucking time. And I'm like, damn, I'm not ready before y'all. Mm-hmm. And when you make a dinner reservation, you got to say like 630 when it's really eight. Mm-hmm. It gets crazy. And then another ick for me, number three, would be having some type of knowledge of what you want to do on the trip. So when you actually go, not saying you can't change your mind onto the things that you want to do instead, but making like keeping like almost an itinerary like, oh, we came here to see like if you went to Paris, you know, to see the Eiffel Tower and then you get to Paris and you want to see the Eiffel Tower, but your friends don't, you know, mm-hmm. which is okay. You can still go alone, which you should. Don't change your mind if you want to see things on vacation just because other people don't. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like making like a note of why you guys went to these places, the experiences you want to have mm-hmm. instead of just hotel or just making days go by, you know? Yeah, I feel like nothing's worse than you put your money in, you went on the flight, you took the trip, and then you leave like, I didn't even do what I wanted to do. Right. That would suck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think an itinerary is necessary, or at least like a bucket list of like the places that everyone agrees like you guys want to go to before leaving the place. Mm-hmm. Because, and it also depends on people's personality types. There's some people that are very like strong-willed, and they'll end up guiding the whole trip, and then you're like, I didn't end up doing what I wanted to do. If you're one of those people who doesn't speak up as much. So that's definitely a good tip. And also an itinerary, an itinerary gets more and more important when like the amount of people on the trip increases. Mm -hmm. So like, if it's just like two or three of you guys, you know, you can probably, you probably be more free. Oh my gosh. I went to, this was like a local trip again, but it was like Atlantic city with like 13, 14 people. And it was crazy because mm-hmm. anytime you're in a big group like that, first of all, reservations, you can't do a same day reservation. Yeah. Like you got to book those reservations before Advanced. the trip even starts. So yeah, with bigger trips definitely come with something handy. Yeah. So that's all for our Casa confessions. You didn't take any, you didn't take a sip of Casa Amigos, but do you want to end it off with a, with of a shot? Of course. Okay. Let's do it. And I poured an LR shot, like a a, a heavy ass. A heavy ass shot. Those are the type of shots he be playing. <laughs> okay. All right, so I need my chaser. I need my drinkity drink. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, refreshing. <laughs> That was a great Casa Confessions. Thank you. Thank you for being such a trooper. You answered everything. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm recovering from the shot. <laughs> like, it went straight to my it went straight to my brain. Woo! I'm up now. I'm up. Okay, so this leads us to the main point of our conversation. We would like to talk about traveling in our 20s and a little bit about your professional experience you're a nurse which is super exciting Mm -hmm. but before we get into that conversation I want to do a mental health check-in this is something I want to start doing with my guests Mm -hmm. so how are you feeling today on a scale one to ten one being like shitty like a homeless person just took a shit on your lap and and ten being like I want to like I'm excited yeah I I want to off the wall yes I want to like skate over rainbows with leprechauns (laughs) um for mental health check-in i think i'm at a 
seven. Mm-hmm. I I have a lot going on with just like family life and like learning how to be supportive for family, but also having boundaries and self care. So I, I feel like a seven today. I'm wor- working on how to say I love you, but no. Mm. Yeah. So forming boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you feel like when those boundaries, not having those boundaries are what knocked you down to a seven instead of a ten? Yes. I feel like me always being accessible and willing to help is leaving my cup empty and mm. so the no is me replenishing my cup and doing what's best for me okay so do you have a plan like how are you gonna work on that so i started journaling that's so nice letting it all out in the book and i feel like you know like in our community it's like looked down upon for like therapy and services like that but do what you need to for your mental health mm. you know like you come first like set that standard that journaling, therapy, whatever you need to do, go on a walk, whatever coping mechanism you have, like try to make it healthy, but try to make it unique to you. Mm-hmm. So I started journaling and just writing it all out. And it helps take off that load off your shoulder when you're going through a lot or have a lot of ideas that you just need to let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like every time I go to a therapist, they always tell me to journal mm-hmm. and I can never do it. Like, I don't know what it is. It's different. It's a different experience because it's you. You're not reading anything mm. that someone else wrote. It's per- pertinent to you. Mm-hmm. So just taking the time, like, how do you feel? And putting it on paper is like, damn, I didn't even know I felt that way. Mm-hmm. You know You know what I think it is? I think it's that throughout the day, like, the things that annoy me, I want to forget about it by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And now you sneaking the rest of your shot. You didn't finish it? I finished that, like half of it. She's such a cheater. <laughs> I took the whole thing. Wow. But I'm, I'm, I'm drinking <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. But yeah, in terms of journaling, I, I feel like it's reliving what happened that's annoying me. Like mm-hmm. if it happened earlier in the day or if it happened like a few days ago. But what about, what if reliving it is giving you the guidance and closure you need for that situation. Could be. What if reliving it is expressing to you like emotions you didn't even know you had about it? Mm. It could be. You know, I think it's just the forum. Like, I feel like my forum is talking. I know Beyonce, she mm. had Beyonce and the it was like one of the movies she had. I forgot which one it was. I think it was the one before Lemonade, but she had like a, she has a video diary on her laptop where she like records herself talking. Mm-hmm. Is that something you think you can do? Yeah, maybe I could do like an audio diary or like a video diary because it's just like the writing. Like I have tried to start and I like writing, which is what I'm saying. But writing about my emotions is mm-hmm. like weird. Like I'll write it and like midway through the sentence. I feel like I'm getting more pissed off. So then I'll just like, I don't know. Cause I feel like you think more when you're writing as opposed to if right. I'm talking, if I'm talking, I could just like say it, but yeah, you know, it's, it's good to see that that works for you. And maybe mm-hmm. I'll listen to my therapist soon and actually start writing. But I try, 
But then it's just like, I just like fall asleep or I'm just like, fuck this. Like, I want to do something else. It doesn't even have to be journaling. That's why you have to find what's unique to you to help like your mental health. Mm-hmm. Because it's real. It's a part of us. And you have to make time for it. Just like how you make time to sleep and mm-hmm. eat and shower. Mm-hmm. You got to check in with yourself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, not to, we'll, we'll move on in this conversation. But in terms of mental health, for me, my thing is more so escapism. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a positive thing or a good thing, but I, I like to like... Be gone with it. Like, it happened, move on. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if that's a negative thing, but I more so like to... It's not be gone with it. It's more so like clear my mind of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to keep wallowing in it. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to not act like it didn't happen, but just put it in a little box. And like, right now... I'm watching. That's escaping with it. That's being gone. Like you're over it. You don't want to think about it ever again. But there's things that you have to think about again. No, it's more so like I give it. For me, I honestly think that's what it is. Because I'm very like self-aware. Like I do acknowledge my thoughts and my yes. feelings. Okay. It's more so giving it space. Yeah. I think I'm giving. You know what I'm thinking of what? when you said that? That Spongebob episode where he's <laughs> in his mind and he has the different compartments with the different files. Okay, well, that's me. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Call me Mrs. Spongebob. Yeah, it's more so like giving a space because I feel like when something really crazy happens, immediately the emotions are so intense. And it's you just like, I'm not... that, though. But it's like too intense to... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Like, sometimes I know in the moment I'll get too upset if I think about it too much. So I just have to give a space. And then come back to it when it's not as fresh. Mm. And then I'm able to address it. But, you know, everyone got their own things. Not I, I do get the idea of, like, acting like problems don't exist and sweeping under the rug. And that's not what I'm talking about at all. Mm-hmm. I think we should always face our problems and, and find whatever way works for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you for sharing with us how you feel today. Um, Wait, a- how do you feel? What is your ranking? Oh, look at you flipping it back on me. Um, a one to ten. Okay, how am I feeling today? I would say I feel lately my mental health has been I think it's like a five now. Mm. It's it it was but five to me is like in the middle. <laughs> like it was really bad, like maybe a few weeks ago, but I think I'm like turning a corner now. Mm. So I'm like, actually, I'm like actively turning a corner now. Um, my life just got very, my job and like everything just got like very busy. Like I feel like I always have something to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that and I'm be exhausting. And I'm someone who loves to relax. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Like I love to relax, but like I'll even be sitting on the couch and like <laughs> thinking. I'll be sitting on the down. couch and I'm like, and my dad like he suffers from migraines and I think that's like what he does. Like we'll be watching a movie and like he can't watch the movie like he's answering a text he's doing this he's doing that Mm -hmm. and like lately I feel like I love to like I said clear my mind but lately like I'll be sitting on the couch watching a movie my mom's talking to me and I'm like I have this 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 to do Mm -hmm. like I have this to do I feel like I have so many things to do it felt like overwhelming but yeah I'm being more I guess, proactive. Mm -hmm. And a big problem for me is time management. A big problem for me is discipline. Mm -hmm. So I think these last two weeks, I've been trying really hard to just be more disciplined. Um, Like if I say I'm going to do something by a certain time, like try to do it, like do it by a certain time. 
and like honor myself. And then in, in turn and being more disciplined, then I find that I have more time. Because mm. when you when you do the things you say you're going to do, like when you say you're going to do them, they don't drag out right. throughout the day. So I just feel like, yeah, like the busier you get, like the more I think I'm like, yeah, it's more so like having to grow up. Like, yeah, like but I'm getting also, I'm growing up <laughs> knowing when to to shut that off. Like if you go to work nine to five after five o'clock, that's when you should be focusing your time on you, you know, mm-hmm. and try not to because tomorrow's another day, mm-hmm. you know, God willing, it's another day. So whatever's going on, like save it for when you're in that time period yeah focusing on you when you need to yeah I agree and I think and that's what I was getting at like it came to a point where from you know I I wasn't as efficient and I wasn't as disciplined from nine to five so I I work from home Mm -hmm. so a lot of times it would end up leading to like seven and then like all the other things that I'm doing it'll end up leading to like 10 Mm -hmm. so now it's more so like if I dedicate a time to something I'm gonna do it so like putting my all into my nine to five right so I'm like working way more disciplined and like robotic which I'm not that type of person like I'm more the type of person like oh I'll get to it when I get to it but yeah I think in order to elevate yourself to the next point in life whatever that is for anyone listening you have to be disciplined and discipline is the hardest thing for me it really really is it's the most challenging thing but yeah so my mental health wasn't the best but we're working on it and I'm being proactive to find solutions to improve it Okay, so now that we did that mental health check-in, I want to know a little bit more about what you do for a living and do you have any work horror stories that you want to share? So I'm a registered nurse. This is my third year of nursing. So I'm not a newbie. I'm not an OG. It's that period like you're still growing with your skills. Mm -hmm. So that transition is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and I work in different specialties. Like I started in the ICU and now I'm doing like psych med surge. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. You know, nursing has so many different specialties that you can do. It's, it's an extensive list. You just have to find what's right for you. Mm-hmm. So, but I like to nitpick in a lot of things to see like what I like, what I could do, what I, what I don't really want to do and change accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so work, horror story. Yeah, like what's the wildest or craziest thing that's happened to you Ooh. recently or ever? Okay. So I would say when I was working in the ICU, right now I'm doing psych message, but I dabble into ICU too, back mm-hmm. and forth. But when I was at my last hospital working in the ICU, we at that hospital, it's a trauma one, a level one trauma center. So that's like the most like intense cases okay because they're usually like level one and it goes up to like four or five where four and five is not as severe traumatic cases but still trauma in a way yeah but level one is like the most intensive it can get um so that last hospital i was at we had a helicopter pad so people fly in mm-hmm. um for all different types of like procedures disasters etc Whoa. Um, yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like okay. flight nursing is, is also a thing. So like when these disasters or accidents and cases happen, 
and they have to like let's say like someone suffered from hypothermia from like being at Jones Beach mm-hmm. they'll fly them into like or other that's, hospitals that's yeah. true I do see those helicopters I just never knew like where they flew to yeah. but that makes sense yeah okay. cause they're different like hospital like different hospitals yeah so um a patient did come in through helicopter um they go through the ed once they're stabilized they come to the floor icu Mm -hmm. so for this particular hospital when i received the patient the patient was not in the best shape like leaves and everything was falling off of him and he had many open wounds and when I was reading the case and doing my assessment, it turns out he was a biker mm-hmm. biking, um, like biking in the woods. And unfortunately he suffered a hit and run okay. and he was outside in the woods for like, I think it was three days. So when we received him, his wounds, as, as I'm cleaning him up and doing my assessment, I'm noticing maggots <gasps> in his wounds. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. So then you have to call the provider. You have to debrief and, like, clean the wounds. And and you have to sedate him because it's painful. So I would say that he, he Wait, ended but he up was, living. He was alive for he three days. He was alive, yeah. So what? he was just unconscious for three yeah. days? Just at the side of the road, uh, someone um, walking their dog spotted him and called 911. But how can you be unconscious for three days? Like, what did his body need to wake up? Like, he wasn't, like, I think he passed out from the pain initially, mm-hmm. but he could not move from the hit and run. So he was just laying there. Oh, so it was a physical injury, but he yes. was aware of what was happening. Yes, he just couldn't move himself. Oh my god! So you're, he was aware of his surroundings, but he couldn't call for help or move or anything. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, a dog walker happened to spot him, called nine one one, and yeah, like just seeing maggots in the wounds. Oh. Like you'll see different things and like leaves and the abrasions and and he's aware of what happened to him, but like to heal, you have to sedate mm-hmm. and. Um, but so wounds and everything. So. He was able to walk out of the hospital like living, yeah, <laughs> perfectly fine. Yeah, well, not perfectly. <laughs> oh, not so, perfectly. Fine, so there's some issues, but, huh? There were some issues yes, when he left, but but he had his life, which is extraordinary. You know, imagine just being hit and laying at the side of the road for days, That's and a, making a living after. Yeah, of course, he was in the ICU for weeks and weeks, but he. Like, eventually he was talking, eating on his own. PT came. He walked with PT. And he got better. That's a story to That's tell. a story, right? Is that a work horror story? Because I, I... I don't think... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a horror story because you had to clean out the maggots. But it's, like, a, it's a blessing to still have your life, too. Right. Know? Afterwards, it had a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But, like, cleaning out the maggots. Like, when you have to do more, like gross things like that are you one of those nurses did you get into nursing because you like things like that i do (laughs) you like nasty things (laughs) i don't i've always been like the mom of the group like if someone vomits i'm like like cleaning it like it doesn't Mm -hmm. phase me you Mm -hmm. know but like like even like a stoma a stoma basically is an opening in like an opening outside your body that allows Mm -hmm. you to pass stool 
oh, what? And then you have to clean it. I don't mind stuff like that, though. But there's nurses that's like, no, no, no. Wait, there's an area outside of your butt where you no, can poop? Yes, like in your colon. It's called a stoma. It's It could be throughout other places in your abdomen. So but. this is for people that can't poop out of their butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's crazy. And mm-hmm. I mean... Kudos to you for dealing with this and doing this. <laughs> and that's good. That's good that it doesn't, you know, gross you out because yeah, someone's got to do it and you're, and you're helping people. Right. Which is great. <laughs> okay. So the, is there a connection between vacations and free time and your mental health? Like you just described all the crazy things that happen to you when you're nursing some, like your horror story, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like going on vacations allows you to have a step back from that and clear your mind? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's why I take vacations. Like primarily now is when I simply have to decompress. Mm -hmm. Like working 12 hours in the hospital is no joke. Mm -hmm. So when I do have the days that I can take off, like nurses, we do tend to work. There's, so many different hours you can work, but usually in a hospital setting, you work three days, which is 36 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's full time for us, but people do in a week, like for five days. Mm-hmm. So like you have like your four days off, but you're exhausted from your shift that you worked previously. So utilizing your vacation time and is relaxing for my mental health because being on a beach and just not having to worry about did I give this medication did I do this did I do that did I clean this did I have the, the foley like you know it's it's daunting and it takes a toll on you so I I use the vacation to decompress relax go to the spa mm-hmm. you know yeah enjoy are trips even relaxing nowadays though? Because sometimes they're just hectic and like people jam pack the itinerary mm-hmm. that it's like you me. I See, find myself uh-uh. needing a vac. I find myself needing a, a vacation va- from, from the vacation. vacation. <laughs> yeah. No, like I feel like it on trips too. It's okay to say like you guys go and you guys go to brunch or do this. Like I'm gonna take a nap real quick. But then people be like boring, like boo. Gotta, she want to stay home. <laughs> you gotta set those boundaries. Yeah. So I wouldn't like. I think that's why it's also important to talk about things you want to do before for that reason because mm-hmm. you don't want to go and then it's completely go 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 mm-hmm. go go and then you come back and then you gotta go back to work and now you're more tired. Mm-hmm. So uh uh-uh. uh, just taking that that step back. Like today we can do everything on vacation, but like. So let's do that on day two and mm-hmm. day one it's just relaxing and going with the flow then day three could be your busy 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 day you could prep and work towards that yeah that's a good tip mm-hmm. a tip that i have now i'm i'm going to start following this especially when i don't go too crazy on like the pto days i'll take like an extra day after i come back from the trip mm-hmm. just as a buffer day mm-hmm. and to like get myself together if it was a jam-packed trip and mm-hmm. also after traveling sometimes your sleeping your sleeping schedule is like out of whack mm-hmm. so if you can fit in another day to not start working like another day before work after your trip that can be helpful to right. like reestablish yourself you know get yourself unpacked relax not feel like oh tomorrow i gotta work mm-hmm. you know just just a little tip if anyone if anyone is looking to travel soon or is get is getting started with traveling. 
Do you have any budgeting or organizational tips for vacations? Hmm. My budgeting tips for vacations. I would say my number one budgeting tip is making sure that you're planning the vacation, but when you're planning the vacation, making sure you have the money too. And what I mean by that is like, we tend to get lost in the the club culture, the mm. brunch. Yeah, you want to go to brunch. Yeah, you want to go to the club and pop bottles and spend money on a section mm-hmm. and then go to an after party and all these things. But that's money coming out of your pocket that could have went to you having a new experience on mm-hmm. vacation. So I would say limiting the materialistic aspects of your life, mm-hmm. whatever it is for you. Maybe it's not the club. Maybe maybe it's your coffee every day, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to get from Starbucks and then you get lunch and dinner that you buy outside. Mm-hmm. But make, like if you're planning a vacation, probably say, you know what, for the next two weeks, I'm meal prepping mm-hmm. and saving that money instead of splurging outside and utilizing it on food when you have food at home. Mm-hmm. So that's my number one. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to have a materialistic life, but plan accordingly. Yeah. Do you want a $2,000 bag or you want $2,000 worth of a round trip ticket to Paris? Mm-hmm. You sounded like my mom when you said there's food <laughs> at home. I was like, damn. <laughs> I, I used to be so tight when I was growing up and I used to hear her say that. Like, I know there's food at home, but I want the food here. <laughs> I want this food. Um, Yeah, I think that's a good tip. And also, like, what I also got from, like, the beginning part of what you were saying is, like, not everything on a trip is about the club and brunch. Mm-hmm. You can also... You also got to think about the future, too. And it's, like, like for an example, obviously, it, like, how you went to Paris and you didn't see the Eiffel Tower, but right. you saw the club. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got to think mm-hmm. about your future, too. You know, have those pictures. Have, like, those long-lasting memories because the club, there's a club everywhere. Exactly. Obviously, you can still go to the club, but maybe go to the club after you see the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. You know? Just as an example, I don't know anyone who's going to Paris and not seeing the Eiffel Tower, but, you know, if, you know, the shoe fits. Okay, so you shared some really helpful budgeting and organizational tips. I'd also like to know if anything has ever gone wrong on a girl's trip or on a solo trip. Like, do you have any wild stories or... Wild stories from a girl's trip? Or just like how it went wrong or something that you would have changed looking that you would change looking back at it. I would say if I had the ability to do it differently, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything, but maybe maybe planning ahead more mm-hmm. for the trip, like knowing like. Because there may be a time where you're on a trip and you, you're like, yeah, let's do this excursion. Let's do zip lining. And then you go and you did zip lining and it was cool. But then you see people kayaking and then you're like, oh, like, possibly. Like, so just being open to new opportunities and like, mm-hmm. it's okay to deviate from the itinerary. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back, I would probably say like, yeah, you did the excursion you want. But what about trying this new excursion? Mm-hmm. Seeing how that goes for everyone. Yeah, not going to lie. Anytime I have been on a trip, like afterwards, my only thing, like you said, not a regret, but like my only thing is usually like 
we should have planned that a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's always the thing I say. But, like, everyone's so all over the place. You know, no one wants to pay for, like, a traveling agent or something. So mm-hmm. things happen. It's true. Maybe it's not, like, planning more. Maybe it's just, like, enjoying the moment. And, like we said before, a trip doesn't have to be jam-packed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you can, you can always go to that place again. Right. Like, why do you have to go to somewhere once? Like, if you right. like the place, you can go again later on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I, I'm realizing that lately, like, a jam-packed trip, even though I do like doing things on my trip, a jam-packed, like, super-packed trip is, like, a pet peeve for me. Yeah. Because it's just, like, we could breathe, too. Right. Like, we like, could lay by the beach. the roses. <laughs> like, enjoy it. Because you don't know when you're going to go back, too. So just take the time and dwell in the moment. hmm Okay. Now, I want to know a little bit about your relationship status. Are you in a relationship? Are you dating anybody? What's going on? Are you talking? (laughs) (laughs) Talking. (laughs) Um, I would say I'm, yeah, I guess quotations, talking to someone. But I'm I'm single. So Mm -hmm. I'm... Even though I'm talking to someone, it's really me time. Mm-hmm. It's focusing on what I want, what's next for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if they're down for the ride, thank you. Love mm-hmm. that. But if not, I'm in the place where, like, I understand people change. And I understand not everyone in your life right now is meant to be in your life in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, the the friends and, friends and family members that you talk to today, you might not talk to some of them next year. Or, like, seven years from now. So, like, things change. People go through things. And their moment in your life right now is probably right now. And if it's longevity, like, if it lasts, great. But if not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's a part of life. That's a very mature viewpoint. Did you always think like this? Hmm. Um. I would say after graduating college, yes. Mm-hmm. After graduating college, it was I transitioned to like because you you meet so many great people and you want to keep these friendships close and talk every day. But life go is life mm-hmm. and things change and people have things that they have to do and focus on and they mm-hmm. meet people. And it's just like you're a butterfly. You go mm-hmm. through these changes and growth and you, you continue to grow, but things change mm-hmm. and it's OK. So you don't feel it seems like you've been mastering detachment like you don't feel so attached to your situation whether it's romantic or platonic and right. friendships yeah okay. i would say it's practicing detachment and that's okay because mm-hmm. when you dwell on no you were my friend or you were my significant other all these years and i have to keep mm-hmm. you like this but like people change and we mm-hmm. grow our bodies change mm-hmm. our our mind change we grow like we have wisdom as we go through changes mm-hmm. in our life and that's okay that's that's easier said than done though i feel like i'm the type of person that i agree with what you said a hundred percent but then whenever i find myself in a in a situation where i'm dating someone or in a relationship like a little crazy part of me activates <laughs> where i'm like i must own you no. <laughs> Like, not I must own you. <laughs> you don't feel that, like, possessiveness? I don't. That, you're amazing. <laughs> I don't. We're struggling out here. And I, no, I think it's rooted in some type of insecurity, though. It's rooted in, like, I don't know, whatever our childhood shit is. Right. Like, you're going to leave me. You're going to leave right. me. You're going to change on me. So I must keep you here in a cage. Mm-hmm. But you're somehow. The attachment. 
Yeah, but you're able to, I guess, let your partners evolve at their own pace, even right. if it's evolving away from you. Like you won't have any resistance. Like stay here. I think you have resistance in the in the beginning, but then when you look at the situation, you realize that you cannot keep people the same. Mm-hmm. People go through changes. Like even as we go older now, like like our mind and our body like goes through these changes. Like our boobs are gonna sag. You know, like not saggy too. <laughs> it happens. We're gonna get wrinkles. It's just the growth. It's nothing changed particularly with you, but you're growing and evolving to a different part of you, a different you. And yeah. that's okay. You're still you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Chanel the guru. Like the guru. That's so crazy. Like I feel so enlightened and so inspired. Like I feel like I want to have a very I want to have a healthy relationship now. Yes. Like <laughs> with I a lot of like, peace and boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I think because I was in a four year relationship mm-hmm. and he was a good guy. Like nothing was wrong per se with him. And he treated me well. But mm-hmm. I realized like after I was with him before nursing school and mm-hmm. I once I graduated, I looked and he was you know, like in the same position. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, like, if you don't want to grow, I cannot force you to grow. Mm -hmm. I cannot force, like, I can only support you at the stage you're at, but I cannot stay stagnant with you because I love you. Mm -hmm. So I had to move on. And that comes with self-love too and like self-respect and knowing when it's time Mm -hmm. to move on and maybe someone isn't growing with you, like they're growing away from you. Right. Bringing it back to vacations, do you feel that you've ever experienced jealousy from a partner while you've been on a vacation away from them on a girl's trip or a solo trip? Um, no, no jealousy. Okay. No jealousy. Because I feel like that's something that I hear, like, men are very curious as to what girls do on girls' trips. Like, they have their own theories that's as to true. what goes on. I hear that, too. And so like, you never had a man like, be like, what are you doing? Or, like, I'm going to fly over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, for the most part, I've, I've been trusted, I would say. That's for really the, good. Yeah. Okay. But I see how that could go with, like, my friends, too, like... You in Miami acting crazy. Like, no, <laughs> she's being fun and having a group trip. Like, she doesn't have to be acting crazy. You see, like, India and the Dirk situation. Okay, wait, tell me about this because I don't know about this situation. Okay, what is it? Okay, so basically I think they're broken up at the moment. Okay, I heard and that. And she is on or she was on vacation with her girlfriend. So yeah. there's videos of her, like, shaking her ass. Fun, shaking I think her she, ass. I think she had a nip slip. Okay, I know she some of this. She had a nip slip. Yes. She kissed a friend. Oh, she kissed a friend? She kissed a friend. <gasps> you see, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, like, he, like, made, like, this long paragraph, you know, basically it was telling her like, I love you. Do what you want to do to try to get back at me, but I'm not going nowhere. That's basically <laughs> what the whole spiel was. But like, I let her have fun. This is a time where you messed up mm-hmm. and then now you're trying to spin the block. Like, no, she's having fun. And don't think because she want to have fun. She's out here. Like it doesn't have to be messing with guys, but she's doing what she wants to do for her. Yeah. You know, like you messed up. Take that on the chin. Yeah. That was the perfect example that I was saying. Like, not necessarily 
I don't think men always think it's cheating, mm-hmm. but just like, yeah, like you're acting wild, like you're shaking your ass on the table. You're in another man's I section. I shake my ass regardless. You're, in, a, you're in another man's <laughs> section. You're making out with your friends. Like you're a whole different person. You're not the person you are in, in Long Island. What is happening here? <laughs> uh-uh, I'm a good girl. I'm a good girl. Okay, so you're a good girl everywhere you go. Yeah. I'll believe you. I shake my ass regardless. (laughs) Okay. So thank you for guiding us through your nursing experiences and your vacation experiences. Another segment that we always have is one about harsh truths. So I'd like you to share a lesson that you've learned in recent years that relates to the things that we've spoken about today. Um, So, yeah, like a harsh truth about traveling or like a harsh truth about your mental health or even your nursing experiences. Mm -hmm. The harsh truth that I'm realizing now is that when it comes to traveling, like we are in our 20s, do it now. Like, Mm -hmm. I know we get lost in wanting to wait with for friends and plan accordingly because you want to experience these experiences with the people you love and the people that you care about but sometimes they're not able to go on that journey with you but do not limit your journey because of that Mm. make sure you're still traveling yeah it could get scary like traveling by yourself but do it you'll meet like nowadays i go i go out by myself and you know people like will literally come up to you and just spark a conversation you know mm-hmm. like don't feel afraid to interact with new people or or go places by yourself because not every trip or place you want to go your friends want to go so mm-hmm. that means you're not going to do it no snaps <laughs> that's a good tip and i think i'm someone that i struggle with doing that also one because i'm a scaredy cat so mm-hmm. i struggle with doing things on my own like especially leaving the country i feel like i'll be a little bit scared mm-hmm. but i do agree with what you're saying i think as long as you have an open mind and you're smart about it like maybe sharing your location with friends mm-hmm. or family or you know, having everything planned, letting your family know where you're staying, things like that for the safety component, but also just being like more open than you would have people come up to you when you're out, even if you're by yourself or right. whatever the case may be. I went to California by myself and it was nerve wracking at first, but people are so nice. People mm-hmm. are friendly. Like you'll meet new people wherever you go. Like don't mm-hmm. be afraid to say hello and, and just converse with people, you mm-hmm. know? Because sometimes they're by themselves too. And then look, you meet a new friend and that's a new relationship that can develop. Yeah. That's an amazing harsh truth. Yeah, don't be afraid and don't be afraid to do things by yourself. Like don't wait for your friends or your family or someone else to go with you. Right. Facts. Now we're at the point of the podcast where we do... Well, we're going to plug your social medias first. I was getting excited and going into the song of the pod, but we're going to plug your social media first again, um, just in case the audience didn't hear it the first time. Okay, so my social media is at Chanel Sparkles. So at S-H-A-N-E-L-S-P-A-R-K-L-E-S. Yes, you can go see Chanel and all of her beautiful travel pics there. Thank you, girl. She got some nursing pics, all of that. (laughs) And now, I was going to jump the gun, but now we're at the Song of the Podcast. 
If there's a song that you've really been connecting with lately, we would love to play it to lead everyone out to. Okay, so the song that I'm going to choose is The Boy's a Liar, and that's my girl, Ice Spice. We've played so much Ice Spice on this podcast, and I'm <laughs> so excited about this. I'm like, she needs to come on. Like, right. please come on. Like, Bronx Girl at Heart, like, you are the Bronx Princess. Like, come on. Right. So... Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, thank Chanel. You. And nice thank talking to you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Please leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on Bronx Girl at Heart. At Bronx Girl at Heart Podcast on Instagram. Thank you.